I am your host, Perry Lerner, and with me today is my lovely husband, Jesse Dram. Jesse, how are you today? Hey there, Jesse, KYG, Y2K, Dram. Damn, you just like come out of the gate with it now. You gotta do it, it's the first thing people know. KYG, Y2K, for the nostalgic millennial, we have a new episode on TRL coming out. Check it out on YouTube. I feel like... I had a bad day, I'm trying to just go right to business. Alright, because I feel like it's my podcast, maybe it should be like, like, uh... Plug in your shit right away. The guests can plug whenever they want. That's the rule. I don't think that's the rule. That's the rule. Um. So, yeah, today is the day after the Super Bowl, so we're not Ugh. feeling super great. Yeah. Even our kid had a rough day. Yeah, she, she, talk about CTE, she fell and knocked her noggin twice and it left her in a very bad mood. Man, yeah, but I think she was not in a good mood because she didn't sleep well last night because we were yelling at the game. Oh yeah, well yeah, she woke up at one point and we were like, honey, there's six minutes left in the fourth quarter, you're just coming downstairs. Yeah, oh my god. So she just came downstairs and there's just a room full of people and she was very quiet after that she was just like looking around like. Okay. Yeah, shouldn't I be, like, in the dark asleep? Yeah, but um, we had quite a few people over. We weren't expecting, like, that yeah, many people. Yeah. We thought it might have been just the two the of us. The two of us, which we were fine with. We could make it if we um, tried. Yeah, that was a real bummer. A real downer ending. Yeah. Um. Especially, I thought, I, I literally had the thought when uh, we, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, limped off the field. I literally had, and that was in the first half, I had the thought of, like, Oh man, it's not even gonna be fun to beat them now. And then the motherfucker came back. Oh god. Yeah, well, like we said, that's how they they won their division. Yeah. Is literally like a, a, a penalty in the last ten seconds mm-hmm. allowed them more uh gave them more yards and then they got a field goal and won when we thought it was gonna go into overtime. Mm-hmm. And like that's what sucks is like that that call made sense. This one was like, y'all are pushing it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what. Even, like, the people who were like, yeah, maybe he did, but, like, that's not even the point. The point was, like, was this uh, enough of an offense to give them extra uh, yards at that point in the game? Right. Because they were going to... With such a close game. They they were going to score anyway. It was a matter of if we would have enough time to score. Yeah. Because then they can run down the clock, which, as we discussed, and no one else seems to agree with us, but there should be some kind of penalty for that. Yeah, no, it's bullshit. You should not be able to, in uh, yeah two-minute warning, you should not be, you should be able to kneel the ball once. The guy fucking fake fell when he was ready to get a touchdown uh-huh. because he didn't want us to get the ball. Right. Like, that was some bullshit. Yeah. It's a good strategy under the current rules. Current rules are just kind of... Bullshit. Lame. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, great game. Yeah. Um, why do you think alternative people... I know we had a whole sports episode. Why do we think alternative people are so against sports? I know some of the argument is from people who never fucking grew up. It's like, well, those were jocks, and jocks were mean to me. And yeah, you, you people... You remember the whole thing with Stranger Things when there were the really, really fucking weird people who were like... Everybody's like, oh, I wish I knew an Eddie Munson. Well, you knew tons of Eddie Munson, and you bullied them. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my fucking god, go cry to a corn record. Um, I mean, it's hard to say because 
at least now, I would say, like, we live in a city where, like, everyone participates in sports with uh-huh. uh, phenomena when we're doing well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still the alt people. If, you, if you're hearing the, fr- the phrase sports ball, it's very likely to be... No, I feel like I hear that more from nerds. And yeah. Nerd. Like, my alt friends, like, all, like, live in South Street, or mm-hmm. South Street, South Philly. They all go on to Broad when there's celebrations, mm-hmm. like... They're, they go to hockey games. You know who I consider to be the most physically fit of all the alt people? Who? Well, actually, who, who would you guess? If I were to say the most physically fit of all the alt subgenres. Oh, like subgenre. Yes. Like the like the, the, the people. Um, skaters? Skaters definitely have... Okay, yeah. Skaters are... But they're kind of like, by definition, you know, doing something physical. Sure. I, I was going to say hardcore kids. Mm. Hardcore kids lift. They play hockey. True. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other a lot. I think there are a lot of... But never one-on-one, because they're still pussies. I mean, it's kind of hard to say, like, why all... Like, there's so many alt subgenres uh-huh. that, like, they probably don't, like... Like, they're, it, it makes sense that they wouldn't like sport like sports... But in the it, same way that, like, again, nerds don't like sports. Right, like, but, it doesn't include them. But I'm saying it's not just sports. I'm just saying when we say alt people in general, very few of the subgenres within any alternative lifestyle really embrace any kind of physicality. They kind of, they kind of shun it. You think they shun physicality? I think, yeah, as far as, like, exercise. Like, when we get older, when you've reached goth mom status... Uh, you know, that's where the yoga comes in. That's where, you know, the marathon people are. I mean, are. even lifting. Even lifting, yeah. But I feel like, for, for whatever reason, unless you are in a hardcore band in your 20s, everybody, like, nobody else has done a sit-up But were pe- people not playing sports into physical things? I don't think so. Hmm. I mean... I wouldn't say, like, exercise, like, you find joy in just, like, casual exercising until you get older. Because, right. I mean, and I get I'm talking to, like, a former fat kid, but, like, you <laughs> <Current> don't... <laughs> I'm on my you, third fat, ladies and gentlemen. You don't need to. You know what I... Like, your, right. like your metabolism's increase. Like, you can eat a bunch of shit and it doesn't matter. Right. So, I think, like, that's part of it. It's like, you... The, you know, that's part not, of the reason... I'm considering getting back on caffeine is now that I have absolutely no nicotine whatsoever. That's my only stimulant mm. that I ever had. And now I just have nothing and I'm fat as fuck. Well, going back, like, so it's not quite the same thing. And the funny thing is I did do yoga in high school. Mm. Um, not quite the same thing, but it's kind of like, okay. So I remember I had visited home when I was like an adult and I was sitting in the backyard with my stepdad. And I was like, I don't know, we were reading or listening to music or, you know, smoking a bone or something. And I was like, this yard is so awesome. Like, I feel like I didn't take advantage of just, like, sitting back here and, like, hanging out when I was younger. Mm. And he was like, well, I mean, you were in high school. Like, what fun is it to just, like, sit in a yard and take in your surroundings when you're in high school? And it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you just don't get the same, like, enjoyment out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of, like, quiet introspection. Exactly. Well, I I feel like your teen years in particular are 
all about socialization. Like you exactly. Like if I have downtime, I'm like if I have downtime, I'm going out with friends. Right. I'm not sitting in the yard. I mean, I say that, but I was like a reader. So I guess I did. I think he did say like you took advantage of it like in a way that was like mm-hmm. appropriate for your age. Right, 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 right. But like when I when I moved back home for a little bit, like I had breakfast every day outside. Mm-hmm. I I just I love my mother's yard. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so yeah, that was like a bummer. And I got to grieve today. I took off, so that was nice. Yeah. Um but as this is the day after the Super Bowl, this is also the day before Valentine's Day. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Because it's lame. Um, No, I wanted to get on and, like, talk about, like, love and love as, like, you know, a weirdo. Mm -hmm. And, well, we do not celebrate Valentine's. No, it's We never have. It's against our religion. And it's not even, like, we're, like, anti-Valentine's. It's just, like, we, like, it just feels like another day. Yeah, it, I mean, particularly now, we got a fucking baby. But this was like, even before... I we, mean, we don't have time to love each other. This thing will die without us. Are, you say that, but we're still so lovey-dovey. We are. It, it's going to be very cute when she starts like, ew, ew. you're gross. Um, or she'll be like, kiss. Yeah. Um, we, we but, you, you and I have both talked about it. We have no... Neither of us have memories of our parents being together. I have memories of my parents being together. They're just not good memories. Well... Oh, well, yeah. Now, my mom and dad were split up by the time I was two. Yeah, mine, I was four. Yeah. So I had some memory. I have memories of leaving the house with mm. my mother. That's right. Yeah. P- pack your things. That's what my college essay was about. So I wouldn't let my mom proof it for me. Oh, God. Um. But, yeah. So, well, even before. I, I, we never. I remember having the discussion when I was like, are we going to celebrate Valentine's Day or no? Like, we're good on this, right? Like, yeah. that was like very early on we had was, made that decision. I was originally supposed to have a band practice on Valentine's Day, but that got. That's right. Which was very sweet because you did ask me if I wanted to do anything. Yeah. And I was like, no. Hey, you know, I love you, right? Right? Okay, I'm going to be out tomorrow. Cool, love you. Yeah. <laughs> the irony is, I think as you like your kid gets older, you like weirdly do need to celebrate Valentine's Day for them. Right. Like, I remember my mom giving me like Valentine's Day candy and uh, stuff. I, I thought it was weird because that was only, that was in like my teen years when all of a sudden like, show your mom you love her on Valentine's Day. Like, me and my mom don't fuck anymore, okay? I haven't been in that vagina in many, many years. Oh my God. Wait, <laughs> I... I mean, this wasn't happening when I was in high school. I'm talking about when I was, like, seven, eight years old, my mom would give me Valentine's. No, no, we didn't have anything like that. Yeah. We had... the val- I wonder the, if it's different when you're a boy, too. I don't know. Maybe. The extent of Valentine's Day is you bought your Valentine's for your class. Your cards, yep. Yep. And, I choo-choo-choo-choo. Oh, uh, and I was Ralph Wiggum one year. Oh, no! Yeah, it was... I think it was, toward, it was towards the later part of, like, elementary school, I guess, when, like, people were doing it less because I, I just couldn't imagine a scenario where not everybody in my class was right. doing it. But I bought them for everyone else and I didn't get You didn't any. get any? Nah, I told you all oh, my baby. early romantic experiences are traumatic as fuck. Uh, yeah, so like, uh, you're a very romantic person. So. Because, I and, and my theory for that is that uh, because uh, I was the only child and then my mom remarried and my stepdad was cool to me until he had his kid, and then obviously favored him. So I felt I felt like they had their family, and I was like this little just barnacle that was still there. And I think 
particularly for because I love music so much. So much of music is love songs. Right. I my own psychoanalysis of my baby self is I thought relationships and love would be like oh that's where I'll get. Right. That's where I'll belong and be accepted. And oh, it only took me thirty two years. Right. To find that there were there were blips along the way, but yeah, all traumatic. Um. So what was like the first? So I'm gonna ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. One is going to be what is the first romantic thing you remember doing, and the other is going to be what is the most romantic thing you think you've done besides, of course, propose to me and like live out your dreams. Let's see. I mean, I can't remember the first romantic thing I did, but I remember being like seven, eight years old and really wanting to sing a love song to this girl. Okay. Because I thought she was really cute, and I think I might have done it, actually. <laughs> and it, 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 it didn't work out. So you did do it. You remember doing I, it. I, I remember fucking crying afterward. Oh my goodness. Oh, You're Jesse. my angel. Come and save me tonight. That's what really makes me think that it. Uh, I globbed onto songs like that. That they were all like, save me. Like, mm. honestly, it was almost like mother shit. Like, you know, love me, pick me up, tell me I'm okay. Do you think that listening to that music, like, actually did have, like, an effect on, like, what you expected love and romance to look like? Um, I think particularly being a kid and being, like, having, like, a high emotional intelligence because I remember at a very young age part of it being like huh why doesn't anybody like me like and like how can I fix that like right. I was I was actually cared like what people thought of me right and it, human interaction right well and we discussed I think you're like your idea of what relationships should be in high school is a little skewed yeah um yeah but, um, most romantic thing I ever... I'm trying to think of the first romantic thing I did that worked. Alright, you know what? This wasn't intended to be romantic, but this is, like, very cutesy puppy love. Okay. In retrospect. Uh, freshman year. Uh-huh. My first real, like... My my first post-puberty love... Yes. ...was, uh, this girl Amy... And Amy, just like every girl I liked back then did, she didn't want to date a husky boy. She was dating a whisper-thin, anemic fucking goth boy who called himself Mandrake. And I'm sure we have talked about this on the podcast before. I'm so glad that I fucking beat the shit out of him years later. But anyway, anyway, she, she clearly had some kind of feelings for me. But she had, she had a bad boy because her mom wouldn't let her see him. Mm. And he got left behind and wasn't in high school. Not left behind by her. He got left behind because he's fucking stupid. I, I've let all this go. No feelings. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I love that you're like married, <laughs> happily married to a hot wife with a child. And like you still like at, at least weekly think about how you were wronged in, in your love life. You, you know what I honestly think a lot of that comes down to? What? Is the fact that I'm still involved in creative fields where just rejection is an everyday thing. Mm, interesting. Like, think about this. When was the last... Keep la- doing I- comedy. It's great for you. Yeah. How often do you feel rejected in your life, in your daily life? Never. I feel it all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, I never... 
Unless I'm like, you want to have sex, and you're like, I'm tired. <laughs> but now that we, my butt, my, much... my butt's really gross right now. We don't <laughs> oh my wanna... god, honey! <laughs> my um, listeners know way too much about your butt. Google fistula. Stop. Uh, but no, so so this girl, she had a boyfriend. She was not willing to break up with. And she knew that I liked her, but, like, the, the, the classic girl thing. Like, I want to be your friend, but this isn't really, like, basically, like... You were friend-zoned. Hang in there, bucko. Things might change someday. On the hook. You were on the hook. I was on the hook. Um, So, she and I had a notebook that uh, we would pass back and forth as we ran into each other throughout the day. Oh, my God. I had that with my friend. You had that with her? Yeah, I had that with her. Poor Seth. It was very, it was very sweet. Yeah. It was very sweet, because we talked about, like, just... Well, I, she, she talked about her fucking mom. She knew at a certain point to not talk about her fucking boyfriend. But it was kind of cute. And then when we were actually dating, we like kept that up a little bit as a way to chat throughout the day mm-hmm. in school. But then, what's his fucking name? The problem is when they get left behind in school, they catch up. So, the, side note, me, Anna, and like our two friends in sixth grade had a notebook like that. Yeah. And we passed it throughout the day. Did you ever hook up with them? No. No, but we had, wait, so ready, we had um, code code names for the oh, guys Lord. we liked, well, okay. code numbers, and one of the guys in it that, like, one of the other girls liked was Jeff. Huh. Yeah, so it's, like, funny, you know how we joke and say, like, oh, at one point Jeff was shorter than me? It was then. Yeah. Mm. He was a little monkey boy. God, I, I've learned so much, again, you learn all these things about attraction way too late to do anything about right. it. Like, literally, my like well, maybe if a girl shows a little interest. If, if I had a son, if I had a teenage son, I would tell him everything I did wrong, and one of them is, like, you gotta shoot your fucking shot. Mm-hmm. Because I told you, I found out in the last year about a cute girl I knew in high school who was like, you know, I always thought you were cute, but you, like, never really fucking tried with anybody. Like, oh, no, I didn't. I mean, I would tell our... Our daughter that as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's always like, oh, the guy needs to ask and you sit around waiting. Yeah. And it's like, it does suck to, like, be rejected, but sometimes it's nice to, like, be given an answer, move on, and mm-hmm. stop pining over someone who doesn't notice you. Not only just in romantic, like, success rates, but, like, I think this would cut down on incels as well, is that if you're in that situation where you're attracted to somebody and you're very anxious and you're not confident enough to do anything, it feel it feels very much like they have all the power and you have none. Right. And that's where incels learn to fucking hate women. Because I hated fucking women. Because I loved them so much. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, I would tell teenage Jesse, like, everybody's scared. Everybody's yeah. freaked the fuck out. Right. Deal with it. Yeah. Um... So, did you ever, like, really celebrate Valentine's Day? Um, yeah, I had, uh, I had the one ex where everything had to be a fucking celebration of her, so, mm. <laughs> of course, so, of course, Valentine's Day, you, you don't, you don't get the day off on the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I had, so, he, he may or may not listen to this, if so, hi, um, but yeah, my... Uh, my breakup with my ex was on technically Valentine's Day. Mm. It was February 14th at 2 a.m. Right after we saw Rent, 
And, like, we had been having problems because we were young and we were in a long-distance relationship. Mm. And we had the, the issue of, like, we'd be, like, you know, this isn't working, but let's break up in person. And then we'd see each other in person and be like, oh, we love each other. Let's, like, make mm. this work. Yeah. So, God, it's so weird. I wonder if he has, like, the same feeling. Like, it's so weird to think to me, like, that was, like, me being in love. Like, uh-huh. I was in love in that moment. Right. Like, because it's, like, this now. And I hate when people are, like, oh, I thought I knew what love was, but this is love. It's, like, it's not that this discounts that, but it makes it feel so much more immature what yeah. that love was. Right. Um. So, it's interesting to think back in that respect. Um, but yes, so we had just got, we had gotten home from rent, we were hanging out and whatever, and like we actually had a nice night, and then he broke up with me, and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? We were talking earlier about the cheating thing, it's always worse when you, it comes out of nowhere. Well, okay, it didn't really come out of nowhere, because like I said, we had been having problems, Uh um, but we did have a good night, and there was a lot of like, um, I think we should break up, and him being like... Oh, I don't know. I want to stay together. And then he would be like, actually, you're right. Maybe we should break up. And then he'd maybe wait overnight and then call me the next day and break up with me. And I'm like, bitch, I tried to break up with you. Um, but anyway, By the way, that... that oh, God, God. So, so, the next day is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like... I forget if it was him or me that initiated it. But I was like... We were both like, it's kind of weird. We're like not doing anything now when we're just like planning to like do you just want to like hang out and go to the diner Mm -hmm. and he's like sure um but well first he was like i don't want to see you cry like i I don't want to see you upset but not even like in a oh i feel bad it was like no i i don't want to see like i can't handle it and i was like well if you want to see me like this is the best you're gonna get all day and he was like all right come over (laughs) i come over he is sitting in the dark watching a movie with like candy wrappers like chocolate wrappers all around him like tearing like because he's upset and I'm like you said you don't want to see me upset and you're the one who's like the the chick how old, how old was he here we were probably uh 18 if he was a little younger I would say he set up that scenario uh no, I don't think he... I think he looked like an idiot. Right. Well, no, like I said, <laughs> younger, I can't tell you how many fucking guys have had stories of like, oh yeah, I remember I was like trying to... Uh, I was really upset and I tried breaking my arm that way because I just had this thought of like, oh, she'll see me and she'll be like, oh my God, what happened? Like, I was thinking of you and I got mad. Oh my God. Because you wouldn't... Di- like, there's a, a, a lot of guys have that weird like... She needs to see how much she's affected me, and oh my god! But I didn't break Puberty's up. The worst. I didn't break up with him. That was what was so hilarious about the whole thing. Right? Was he was a dick about it? Mm. And I bro- oh wait, there's more to this. So once, so once my mom ran into his mom like years later, and he had texted me and was like, we still keep in touch, by the way. Like, me and this guy are, like, cool. We haven't dated in, like, 10 years. Um, even though uh, everyone is so traumatized by our relationship, they still warn us if we're going to be around each other. We're like, guys, we've hung out one-on-one. We're, like, fine. We still yeah. bicker, but we're fine. Um, but his his mom ran into, or his mom and my mom ran into each other, and he was like, yo, like, your mom, like, definitely, like, 
called my mom out because, like, she was talking about, like, you know, how she really liked you and, like, his mom was talking about how much she liked you and blah, blah, blah. And then your mom was like, oh, did you know he broke up with her on Valentine's Day? And my mom, and this was, like I said, this is like five years later. And yeah. I'm like, mom, Adam just told me that you fucking, <laughs> like, like, told Snitch. his mom. Yeah, like, you're like, you're still holding a grudge. And she's like, that didn't happen. And I was like, why would Adam tell me that? And he, she was like, I don't know. I don't remember. And I was like, that is embarrassing. Can you never fucking do that again? And she's like, well, I guess he shouldn't have broken up with you on Valentine's Day then. Oh, snap <laughs> And I just hope I am that mother where it's like, even if you're not going to be mad, I will hold the grudge for you. Yeah. Oh, um, God. But yeah, but no, we're cool. But that, um, that was our first breakup in a long line of breakups. What was the uh, most romantic thing you either did or was done to you? I mean, honestly, it's, like, got to be, for something that's been done to me, it's got to be you. Uh Like, something you've done. I've never been, I've never, like, really been with, like, a overly romantic guy. Because, again, like, yes, Adam and I had what I was considered to be a serious relationship at that age. But, like, we Mm -hmm. were 18, how much romance was happening. right. Um, Whereas we've been clear, I'm very romantic. I fucking hold hands with fuck buddies. I'm, I'm an animal. I have to think about <laughs> yours, because, like, the odd... Ob- and honestly, like, not to be like, oh, besides, like, getting engaged, but honestly, like, you... The way you proposed to me, like, was one of the most romantic moments of my life, because mm-hmm. it was, like... It was expected, but unexpected. I was expecting it, like, soon, but not then. Uh-huh. And so basically, you said you don't want. You said you don't want a private engagement. Guess what? Yeah, apartment couch. So you, <laughs> so you had gotten the ring that day. It finally came in the mail. Right, the day before my thirtieth birthday. Yep. And you were either going to do it on my birthday, correct, uh-huh. or Halloween. Right. So you were. I had it, I had it shipped to my mom's house. Yeah, it shipped to your mom. So you which, went. Which now to think about it, like I have so many friends at, in Philly, I could have had it shipped to, but I think I wanted that moment with my mom. That's cute. Yeah. So you had it shipped to your mom, picked it up, picked like something up at my dad's. Oddly, didn't which not oddly, like definitely preferred. Did not mention it to him or ask him. I thought of it. But you moved on. You didn't even say anything, and then. You got home. By the way, if I had asked him, I would have had to have gone home and done it right away because that motherfucker would have spilled the beans. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I know he's probably listening. Then, <laughs> yeah, as we've learned. Then you got home. You walked up the stairs to our apartment. I'm reading. Yep. You're probably like, I don't know, your ass I'm, is probably I'm, like clenched. Yeah, like, I, I'm like pacing around trying to do busy stuff. Cause oh, like, and you went to your friends and talked about it. Yeah, I went to Josh's. And I think that's the last time I've seen him. Wow. Yeah, but you, somewhere in being in Jersey, picking up the ring, you... After I, after I left Josh's and I had it on my passenger seat, and I was driving back home and I was just fucking looking at it. Yeah, and you were like, I gotta do this today. Like, I can't, it doesn't feel right having this ring. The thought of having that ring in my possession and having to, like, hide it or stall it felt it felt morally wrong yeah what you had said to me was like it felt like it needed to be on your finger yes so 
You get home. I'm reading. You're, like, shitting your pants. I... You try to say something, probably. And I'm like, wait, let me, like, finish this page. Yeah. Bookworm. Yep. And then I don't even remember what book I was reading. Mm. That's crazy. I could probably look back on my Goodreads and figure it out. But I don't remember what book I was reading. It might have been Hunger Games. It might have been. might have been. And then what happened? I think I think you finally put it down. I was standing. I pulled you up off the couch. It's like, you know. I, I was trying to frame it as, like, a give me a little sugar. Yeah, and you were like, you look so beautiful in that dress. You were like, I love that dress on you. Mm -hmm. Because it was the black and white dress that I sometimes wear off the shoulders. Mm -hmm. And then you were just like down on a knee. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Is this seriously happening right now? Uh And... I explained the logic. Yep. Yeah. You explained all of that, what we just said. Then you put it on my finger and I grabbed your engagement ring Uh and put it on yours. And then we went downstairs. Yeah, you had no. It needs to be on his finger. Like, you just threw that shit in a fucking sock. Door yeah, yeah. I was like, it'll be, I'll have it ready when it's needed. And we, I guess we probably FaceTimed our parents first. Yeah. And then we went downstairs to the bar underneath. And we, it was COVID. It was yeah. COVID. So I think we, so we sat outside, had a drink, mm. ordered fancy sush, vegan sushi. And our waitress's name. Was Abby. Yep. The same name as our rabbit. And other died. than that, than our parents, and I guess I probably uh, FaceTime Kara, uh-huh. who also knew it was coming soon. Um, But yeah, we told her. She was like one of the first people we told. Yeah. And then like she knew us after that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and yeah, so, since it was COVID, we didn't really go out anywhere. We just ordered like we didn't have we, a party. Super well, we wouldn't have had a party even if it was COVID. Yeah, I am firmly of the like you do not. I don't understand the engagement party thing because there is already so many parties leading up to the wedding, not including the wedding. Like, stop making people bring you gifts and celebrate you. No one gives a shit about your life as much as you do, and people need to get that through their head. That is how, that is why I am not a romantic. Mm. (laughs) Because of shit like that. Oh, so that is probably the most romantic thing that has Mm. been done to me. Um, I wanted to give you, I don't know if I told you this story, but uh, the least romantic thing that's been done to me. Mm -hmm. The least romantic, Uh, okay. Yeah, so by the ex who you're aware of. Yes, she who shall not be named. This goes to show. Voldemort. Yeah, this just goes to show how much dudes don't give a shit. Because I think it was five years before I pointed out to her, like, by the way, you ever think about how fucked up it was that you did this? Okay. She and I are already talking, and it's clear, it's very clear that we like each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had had a traumatic breakup with a, with an ex who had left her when she got sick and joined okay. the army and ran away. Uh, she invites me to come over her house, and she does this whole thing where she shows me her entire, like, memory box with this fucking guy. That's weird. We go outside to a fire pit. She makes a fire, throws all of it in, and then insists that I give her our first kiss. What? Yep. And you dated her after this? For a while. Why? And it was only five, because I... That wasn't, like... She was attracted, and that, I wanted to do stuff to that her. That wasn't a warning sign? You can That's do, a hell of a warning sign. Not enough. I was a huge warning. At least I was only five years later during a 
a breakup where it's like, have you ever thought the fact that you made our first kiss not about me at all, you fucking psychopath? What'd she say? Uh, she does, she did what every woman does when they know they're wrong. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just the worst fucking person on earth. Like, yeah, feel bad about it, you fucking... Um, so the most romantic thing I have probably done, and this is, so this was two, there were two things that were similar, but like slightly, one was a bigger deal. Also with the same ex. Um, so I had come home, he was still in high school at that point, (laughs) cougar, uh, just kidding. Um, he was still in high school. I had gone to college. I, like, was gone for, like, a month. So I came home to visit. Didn't tell him because I decided to surprise him. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I drove to his house, like, dropped my car off somewhere so he couldn't see. And I and I was going to school in New York. So it was, like, decently far. Yeah. So I, I called him, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, blah, 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 so what are you up to, na, na, na. And, like, I'm approaching the door and, like, ring the doorbell. And he's like, oh, hold on, someone's at the door. And he opens the door and it's me. And he's like, oh, my fucking God, this is awesome. <laughs> um, so that was cool. Alternatively, I did a similar thing where he was in college and, like, I got in touch with, like, I had never visited him yet. Uh And that was the thing is his birthday is February 8th, same day as our neighbor. So it's always, like, okay, the the question was always, like, okay, are we celebrating your birthday or Valentine's Day? Which one am I coming for? Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot. He did send me roses once, too. He sent me a dozen roses in college. Mm -hmm. But, so that was kind of romantic because I'd I'd never really had someone buy me flowers until that point. Here it comes to my dorm. Um, I can buy myself flowers. But, yep. So, I had not met any of his friends yet, but I contacted them and said that, like, I wanted to surprise him Uh and come visit him in school. Maybe it wasn't for his birthday, but they helped me, they helped surprise Helped me surprise them. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Like, I, you know, he, he has no idea. And yeah, so that was my thing was apparently I like surprising him. Mm. Um, That's cute. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I haven't really, like, have, have I done anything romantic for you? You pooped out a baby for me. True. That was romantic. I got you boudoir photos. You did. That was romantic. That was romantic. Um, I'm trying to think what else. And then I picked out all my favorites, which for you making, like, a goofy face. Oh, one of the most romantic things that isn't as obvious as the engagement. Mm-hmm. When we were, like, I don't know, like, a month in, and we went to karaoke. Oh, yeah. And you sung Can't Take My Eyes Off of You to You're me. You're just too good to be true. And I was like, this is ridiculous, and I love it. Can't take my eyes off of you. Yeah, we had not. I don't think I've done karaoke since that. Really? How soon? We didn't go after? Well, yeah, because my, my, my karaoke circle fell apart when my mm, stupid fucking true. roommate went dopey. True. Um, yeah, so that that was romantic. No, I guess we've had some romantic um, moments. Uh-huh. Uh, us kissing on the first date. Yeah. After not, ex- you know, letting that lag for a second. Yeah, bo- both of us not expecting a great date, and then, uh... Yeah. It went well. Yeah. 
Um, Trying to time the first kiss with the Uber arriving so we're not stuck making out for, like, ten minutes. But, like, I do think, like, it makes sense that, like, all and, like, romantic gestures kind of go together. Especially, well, it depends on the all, right? So, Uh like, emo makes sense because, like, if it's not about, like, love, it's, like, about heartbreak. Right. Or, like, tragedy, which in its own way, like... I feel like you t- paint tragedy in like a romantic kind of way. Yeah, I th- I think even even not romantic love, like familial love, grandma or whatever, uh, the it in in death and tragedy feels more like a romantic love because it has like you never long for grandma, but then grandma's gone one day. Mm, that's an interesting point. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Um. But, like, punk isn't, like, there's no romance in punk. Sid and Nancy. I mean, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was like Sid and Nancy. So fancy. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I like, know. I'm not saying romance doesn't exist in punk, but, like, I, you know, punk music is not largely about romance. Yeah. I would say goth is. Oh, yeah. Um, goth, uh, what else? Pop punk, no. pop punk is in a weird way. Yeah, pop punk is like, it's like more it's upbeat not rom- emo. It's not romantic, but it's about love. Right. The song's about love. Let's give it up for, for love. love. Um, if anyone gets that reference, please tell me because mm. I appreciate that. Um. But yes, you you giving me flowers was romantic, even though you got them. From, yeah, you know I got them for free, and I told you so. But that's how like I'm like a little romantic, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not whimsical, but I can't think of the word. But like I dried those flowers. Oh, uh, sentimental. That's it. I was gonna say sympathetic. I dr- like, love it. Okay, so I just got a, us a beautiful bouquet of dried flowers. They're like pink and purple and gorgeous, but that all of our dried flowers that we have in our house like means something. Like we have like the first, um, the first bouquet you gave me. I have Kara's bouquet mm-hmm. that I was in her wedding with. I have our wedding bouquet. Like they all mean something. Um, but I love dried flowers mm-hmm. again because of sentimentality. Like flowers are not forever. Dried flowers technically are not forever either, but they can be. Right. Um. I mean, obviously, they like those dried flowers do not look as bright and vibrant as they did when I first dried them. But right. they still <coughs> they look. I look at them and they make me happy and think about that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, I would say like while I'm not super romantic, I am sentimental. About certain things, and that is a type of romance. Yeah. Yeah, what's funny is, I was so romantic, but, like, it, despite being... I feel like a lot of romantic people tend to, like, just fall for whoever gives them any attention. But, mm. like, yeah, if there was a girl I was attracted to, but then, like, just something off... Yeah. Like, I'd be just straight up, like, this doesn't... I, I, I was not... It wasn't that I was incapable of having a hookup relationship. It was when the girl was way more interested in me than I was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't morally do it. I I felt bad. That's one of the. That's one of the Catholic things that's still mm. in me. Oh, that's another romantic thing I did that was similar to your check is um, when when we didn't when we weren't um, like with each other. I. 
like with my ex, um, I already dropped his name, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I kept a notebook that like, if I thought about him, I would write to him. Even uh, if we got into a fight, I'd like write about, you know, I'd put it in the book, like just anytime it helped me miss him less. Uh-huh. Um, and man, that was like rough. Like it was almost harder to see him because when he would leave, it was like, I always had that like dopamine drop. Yeah, so he'd, like, go back to school, and I'd feel, like, super lonely because mm-hmm. I just, like, had him there all weekend, and then I just had to, like, be by myself again and not know when I was going to see him next. So, question, were you always, like, out, well, this is different because you wouldn't see each other every weekend. No, not at all. But, like, yeah, you were, like, one of my first weekend girlfriends where it was, like, it's the weekend, we're hanging out the whole time. Yes, but, like, so much of that, and I, I'm glad we did that, but a lot of that started was because of the bunnies. Yeah. So you had bunnies, and... Man, remember how much I loved them? That shit's gone. <laughs> <laughs> They're pain in the ass. No, it's obviously my daughter just takes priority, and the bunnies smell like shit through no fault of mine, so... Yeah, and also Iggy's a little shit. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, that's, that's why the weekend started. I think there was like one or two weekends. So the first weekend, uh, I think you slept at my place, but you slept Uh over like Saturday and like brought the bunnies Uh and then like went home. And I was like, this is really dumb to be doing this for like one day. Why don't you like bring them for the whole weekend? And then like, I'll come to your house. Cause that was the thing. I didn't want to come to your house every weekend. Because right. even though, first of all, your your first house was a shithole. Uh-huh. But I lived alone. I'm like, why am I? I lived alone, so we didn't have to deal with roommates. Uh-huh. And I was also up earlier. So I was like, why am I going to be stuck in your house every weekend, unable to really do anything, right. when I'm up early because of the fucking monies? Right. So you just would bring them over. And I had that same... Not quite the same, but I had a similar dopamine rush when you would leave. Uh-huh. So when we would stay over your house, and I would leave at like 10 a.m., and it was great. I had like the whole rest of the day. I could recover. You know, I get my Sunday spielkas. Uh-huh. So I could still have like the day to myself. When you would leave my place, it was like 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I felt like lonely. So, but I think it was because, like, you were leaving me versus, uh-huh. like, me leaving you to go back to my place and do whatever the hell I wanted to do. Right. So, there were, like, weird benefits and cons mm. to you coming over. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, but you wanted to uh, talk about breakups? No, nah, we don't have to. I mean, we got... <laughs> uh, you were right. We did get into it enough, and I, you know... Mention my first love leaving me again for Mandrake. Yeah, Mandrake. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, overall, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day because we love each other every day. That's right. Every day is Valentine's Day in this house. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Halloween. Halloween's still Halloween. True. No, but I do just feel like there is like so much love between it. And not to knock people who do celebrate Valentine's Day. Like I totally get it. Uh, but it, it, it feels forced for us. Yeah. I think if there was something that happened to be going on, that'd be one thing. Uh-huh. We're not going to, like, if that, I mean, I'm sure, actually, I do think we've had a Saturday Valentine's Day before. But, like, it's not like we would purposely stay home and, like, be little, like, fucking, mm-hmm. uh, um, 
like shit shitheads right. because of Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, we don't. You know, if things work out great. If not, that's yeah. fine too. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's love, man. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to plug? KYGY2K. Why, thank you for bringing that up, Barry. KYGY2K. Uh, we have an episode on TRL coming out any day now, followed by an episode on Three Ninjas, and then the next episode after that, we're going to be talking about the life and times of Brendan Fraser. Awesome. And next week, I have guest Ellie Summerling, That's local right. comedian, and we will be talking about theater and. Shakespeare and comedy and all the fun things. So definitely tune in. We will be back to our regularly, regularly, regularly. That's really hard to say. Yeah. Regularly scheduled programming slash release date next week. So that will be out on Wednesday. But we wanted this one out. Well, yeah. I wanted this one out for Valentine's um, Day. Real quick, I actually have a bunch of uh, shows coming up. I oh yeah, plug up. it away. All right, uh, February 24th, I'll be at J.J. Mallon's doing Rock and R.O.F.L. for bandmate Jay Simpson's birthday. Uh, I'll be at the Black Cat, February 25th in South Philadelphia. On the 1st of March, I will be at Punchline Philadelphia for their all-amateur pro comedy showcase. Those are all different things. Uh, that one doesn't have a venue yet. Uh, White Horse Winery, March 10th in Hamilton, New Jersey. That'll be a good one. And I got more, but we don't have to talk about that right yeah, now. Yeah, that's that's quite enough for now. So go find Go like, him. subscribe, share, like, subscribe this podcast. Oh, okay. And then KYGY2K, because I'm trying to build up my audience there. All right, yeah, and yours is mostly YouTube, right? We're mostly YouTube now. You could still find us as a podcast. Yeah. All right, well, um, thanks, and I hope you guys all have lovely Valentine's Day, regardless of what you are doing, even if oh. it's about loving yourself, because if you... As RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anyone else? That's right. All right. Bye. Love you guys. Later.